our hands to you. We lift our hands to you, the God who is the possessor of all the heavens, God who is the possessor of all the earth. Father, we bless you. Indeed, you are the great and you are the mighty God. This morning, I want you to, wherever you are, just lift up your hands. Lift up your hands to the possessor of the heavens and the earth. Lift up your hands to the God who is great and the God who is mighty. Lift up your hands to the God who is worthy to be feared. Lift up your hands to the God who is the father of all creation. Lift up the hands to the God who has preserved you, the God who has kept you, the God who has led you steadily on the path of righteousness. Lift up your hands to the God who is able to save you from every realm of existence. Lift up your hands to the God who is ever present in the affairs of men, the God who rules, the God who reigns, the God who saves, the God who establishes, the God who thrones one from a throne and he establishes another upon the throne. Lift up your hands to that God who is the keeper of covenant from generation to generation. The song says we lift our hands to you O God, the possessor of the heavens and the earth. We lift our hands to you O God who is great, who is mighty, who is to be feared, who is to be reverenced. Elanda Baroske Pialasa, Shakapela Dose, Falamante Basata, Jaga Deva Lombere Henkete Sekapa, Ila Dambre Gadia Capasco Felecere Bashanda. Oh Lord Jesus, we bless you. Lord, we thank you. Oh Father, we give you praise. Alamande Veleke Seketi, O Jalevregadele Discopaha. We lift our hands to you, possessor of the heavens, possessor of the earth. Lord, you are holy. You are the great and mighty God of all the heavens, God of all the earth. Lord, you are holy. We lift our hands to you, possessor of the heavens. Possessor of the earth, Lord, you are holy. You are the great and mighty God of all the heavens, God of all the earth, Lord, you are holy. Father, we bless you, for indeed you are the possessor, indeed you are the owner. Father, we bless you everything that we are, everything we could ever do, even the people we will be in eternity is in your hands, oh God. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you for your preservation. Thank you for your covenant of love with us. Thank you because it is from everlasting to everlasting. We are eternally grateful. Thank you, Father. Father, even as we are pressing in prayer concerning the great and effective door, that you have opened before us. Father, I ask that you fill us with revelation. Father, I ask that our time of prayer, oh God, will be a time, Father, where you will meet with each individual personally, wherever we may be. God will pray for signs for wonders. God will pray for deliverance. God will pray for liberation. 
God, we ask for the empowerment of your spirit. Father, we ask that as we come together every morning, every morning to pray, Father, we ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus, it will be a time where your spirit will move mightily, wherever your people may be. Father, wherever we may be across the world, let there be a mighty move of your spirit. Let people be filled again with the Holy Ghost. Let people be baptized with fire. Let people come into revelation of who you are. Father, let people be healed of sicknesses and diseases. Father, let the hearts of people be restored. Let the hearts of couples, men, women, let it be restored. Let love be rebuilt again in marriages. Let children come into obedience to their parents. Father, we ask that in the name of Jesus, that let blind eyes open, let people um, with issues in their legs, Father, let it be restored in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise because every time we come together, two, three, four, hundred, five hundred of us, oh God, every time we come together in the name of Jesus, we know that it is a time when power is released. So God, we, we take advantage of what is available to us on this platform. We take advantage of, of, of what is available to us on this altar. And we place a demand on it today. And we place a demand on it throughout the time of prayer. We thank you, Lord God. And we are expectant, Lord, in the name of our Lord Jesus. This morning, I want you to just boldly, before we press in, I want you to boldly ask the Lord for a miracle. Ask the Lord for an area in your life that you are believing God, that you are trusting God, and you're saying, Father, you know, I, I just really need you to intervene. I just really need you um, to come in. Um, to touch me. I need you to um, heal my life. I need you to um, meet me at this point of my need. I need you to just this morning have faith and ask the Lord. It may be anything. It may be someone whose um, um, family has been split and, you know, you've been struggling for a while and you're thinking, God, how is it possible? Can I ever have my family back? Ask the Lord for restoration. It could be somebody who is trusting God for um, a supernatural encounter in the area of wealth and wealth creation. Ask the Lord this morning. It could be that you're trusting God in the area of your job. Whatever it is, I want us to have faith and to go ahead and to ask the Spirit of God and to trust that God is going to meet us miraculously in this time of prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Lord, we're grateful. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we're grateful. Lord, we thank you. We know that your promise, it promises are yea and amen. We know that you never fail, Holy Spirit. When you speak a word, when you command a thing, Father, it is established forevermore. So God, we take advantage of your presence and your faithfulness to say, Lord Jesus, let this be a morning of signs and wonders. Let this be um, a time of prayer, oh God, where you meet with us powerfully to establish your hearts where you meet with us powerfully to establish your will, where you meet with us powerfully to do the things of God that were impossible to us in previous season. Lord, we just believe you this morning and we thank you in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This morning, I welcome you to the month of September. So everyone, welcome to September. Um, we thank God that we have the opportunity to see this month. You know, for some people, and the enemy terrorized you and he told you, you know what? You're not going to enter September. You're not even going to see any of the ember months. You're not going to make it to the new year, but the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. 
Um, his desires concerning you will not come to pass. His aspirations concerning your life will not come to pass. The things that he has hoped for will not come to pass. He'll be greatly disappointed because the spirit of the Lord will strip away from him the capacity to birth anything in your life. Nothing that he desires will come to pass in the name of the Lord Jesus. So I welcome you to the month of September. And you know, when the spirit of God began to speak to me about September, he began to speak to me about September. September being an open door. And, you know, I saw the month of September standing mightily. I saw the month of September standing with the shoulder squares. I saw the month of September like a like a worker that has been empowered with all kinds of tools and not just any worker, a skilled worker that has been given all the tools that it's, it needs to be able to perform its responsibility. And I saw September um, as a month that has a lot of resources. And the month I can compare to the month of September is the month of January. And it, it felt like it, it, it was just a month where People are coming into some sort of newness and people are coming into um, um, a new kind of possibility. And when I was sharing this with a friend yesterday, and she said, hey, you know that the Jewish New Year is in September. I was like, no, is it not in August? She said, no, it's in September. I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, I can, I, I can assure you Shoshana is in September. And I was like, huh, maybe that was what I was seeing, you know. I don't know if that's what I was saying. I don't know if, if it isn't, but one thing I can I know for sure that I can tell you is that September is a, a, is a month of open doors. And then the thing about it is it, it, it's an open door um, to the newness of life. It's an open door um, to the power of God. It's an open door to the possibilities of God, of God. But like everything else that the spirit of God gives, it is all about those who know how to take advantage of it. So part of the things you want to ask the Lord is for God to help you be able to discern what is available in this year, in this month. You know, this is not the month where you want to um, treat the, the issues of life shabbily, you know, because Satan is always standing at the door of people's lives. He's always waiting. The Bible consistently shows us, even from the time of Cain and Abel, we see how the Lord said, hey, Cain, you know, this thing you have done is wrong. And if you don't correct yourself, sin is crouching at your door and his desire is to have you. You know, he just wants to, you know, take your life. And you see how consistently um, at different points in people's life, even the Bible speaks about when a demon is cast out of a person, how the demon, you know, roams to the desert, comes back to check if the person that it was casted out from, if there's room. And, you know, he keeps doing that contain continuous spot check. Why? Because the enemy is consistently waiting at the door, looking for an opening, looking for an entry, looking for a way to go in. Now, what we know as, you know, that a phenomenon happening in the realm of the spirit, I'm telling you, it is not just only in the case of being possessed or when somebody has done wrong, even in a time of good, even in a time when the spirit of God um, is opening you up into great things and great opportunities. The enemy is constantly looking for an avenue by which he can sip in and steal from you what the Lord is doing, what the Lord is birthing. 
That's why one of the things that are very important in a season of promotion is for you to understand the protocols of the new season, for you to understand the protocols of the new day, because embedded within every new time or every new um, release of God, our protocols are, you know, are set laws, a set order by which the Lord will have you walk in that time of release. So where uh, in this month of September, I'll, I'll be, by the grace of God, um, as we pray, teaching you a lot of things, teaching you about the different kinds of doors that we have, you know, teaching you about how these doors, you know, operate and, you know, where, where, where can you find these doors in operation? You know, we're going to be talking about, you know, different times when the Bible spoke about doors, when the Bible spoke about gates in the spirit realm, you know, um, how can you identify them? How can you identify? Because we're not just going to be walking into the doors that God has opened for us. We're also going to be walking out of doors that Satan opened for us. And we have just been, I'm living in the grip of the enemy because we walk through a demonic door, we walk through a satanic door, we entered into a stronghold in the realm of the spirit and it has been limiting us. So we're also going to be breaking ourselves out of doors that were set up by hell, doors that were set up by, um, by, by, by the enemy. You know, we're going to be seeing how we can, you know, access doors or the conditions for, you know, doors um, in the spirit realm to be accessed. You know, I'm going to talk to you about men as doors. You know, we're going to look at, um, you know, fear, the place of fear in, in the midst of doors. We'll look at all the doors that the Bible mentioned, you know, categories of doors that exist and all of that. So it's going to be a, a, a long um, a long journey. I thank God for that, you know, but I thank God that we have at least seven days. And as we press in, we'll see where the spirit of God um, takes us. Please, if my voice is clear, let me know because I'm struggling a bit with my voice. So if you can hear me clearly, um, just just put up a message. Let me know that PI, we can hear you. We can hear you. Yeah, oh, greetings to everyone from different parts of the world. I see somebody greeting me from South Africa. Um, South Africa, I hope you're ready for all that great God is going to do in your lives um, during the mantle of Deborah. It's, it's going to be um, an absolutely powerful time, you know, um, of the release of God. God has been giving us different prophetic words um, concerning what he wants to do in essay. Um, God has been telling us um, all that, I, I, you know, as a matter of fact, I, I, um, I mean, we were in Kenya recently declaring that the mountain of Deborah was there. And, you know, recently someone sent me a picture of all the, of the, all the governors that have been um, um, elected over counties and how there are like at least eight of them that are women in South Africa. And, and sorry, in Kenya, and, you know, it was a case of, hey, the mountain of Deborah is really here in this nation. And I said, yes, it's the truth. Yeah, the mountain of Deborah has been established. This is what God called us to declare. But that is not even the fullness of it because that is just a sign. That is just a sign. So when we go to the nations to, to release these words, what we're doing is we're opening um, doors over these nations. We're opening gates over these nations. We are opening, um, we're raising altars and saying, Lord, let the stream of your word come to pass. Let this thing that you want to do. And, you know, just to give everything, we are saying and we are doing context so that we don't reduce the word of you know a great and effective door we don't reduce it into just personal lives the truth is that the, the world has come into um 
a new era coming to a completely new season. And as we can tell, the Lord is moving in the nations of the earth. But in the next couple of years, part of what is going to be happening is um, the word that God has given concerning Africa and Africa rising to re-evangelize the world. And when you have re-evangelized, many of us think about just um you know, taking the, the gospel literally um, to all kinds of nations. Hey, Lisa from Trinidad, um, it's good to have you. Um, what, what we all see is just the gospel being taken physically or literally to nations. But no, we're going to be re-evangelizing economies. We're going to be re-evangelizing government and governmental systems. We're going to be re-evangelizing education. You know, we're going to be re-evangelizing the, the, the culture of the world, as it were. So, Africa is on the rise and um and part of what we need to to do even every 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 and every continent plays its role in time and in season and so I'm not saying that nations are not going to play their role they will but there is a, a rise in the spirit realm and also I've been talking to you guys about how you know a woman is not just um, agenda, but a woman is an office, and how within the office of the woman are uh, you know various capacities to fulfill God's heart um, in, in a certain manner. And I believe that part of the the grace that is needed um, in the next season of the world, and plus in the next season of the church, involves the uniqueness of the woman. And when we, as I talk to you about the great and effective door, you will see the power of uniqueness in the opening of doors. So I, I know very strongly in my heart that God is raising um, women. And I'm not talking about just for the purpose of popularity. I'm talking about for the purpose of you know, the effective execution of the heart of God, you know, the same way that Jael was not celebrated, you know, even before she took down Caesarea, but Jael had the understanding from God and Jael had the backing from God to be able to kill a war general, even though nobody knew her to be God's tool before then. So I believe that there are many people across Africa and across the world that God has raised women and he's calling for a, a, a glorious collaboration. He's calling for a glorious rising in this season, you know, so that his word will be established. So as we go to the nations of the world, um, I need you to pray for us. I need you to pray concerning South Africa. If the Lord gives you a prophetic word, send a prophetic word in, you know, send me a DM and DM and say, you know, Pia, I sense that the spirit of God is doing this. Um, if you want to support us, support us in every way possible. It's a worthy because there are so many testimonies, you know, from different places we go. And I'm going to start sharing testimonies. I haven't done very well in doing that. But I'm going to be sharing testimonies on how, you know, God touched people. God turned the lives of people around, you know, when we go and we have these um, meetings in nations. But today, I, I want to start with, um, you know, doors are mentioned at least 180 times in the Bible. You know, um, just like natural doors, natural doors. Um, allow us to move from one place to the other. That's what natural doors do. So um, you can be in a house and within that house, um, a particular room is available to you and all the riches and all the blessings and all the possibilities in that room are available to you. But as long as you don't walk through the door that leads into that room, you do not enter into the possibilities and the abundance in that room. And so in the same way, in the spirit realm, God is saying, hey, I have brought you into September. I have brought you into the season of the great and effective door. We know that categorically that door is Jesus. If you want to speak about it from a holistic place, the door 
is Jesus. Jesus is the entry point into all the promises and the blessings of God. We know that that door is Jesus. But the question is, how does that door distill itself into multiple doors in multiple areas of life? And so um, you begin to realize that in the spirit realm, God is saying in this month of September, I have opened to you doors. Now, the problem is if you were satisfied in one room, if everything you needed was in one room, there will be no need for you to enter into another room. And so the reason why I go from my bedroom into my bathroom is because within my bathroom, I am able to shower, I'm able to brush, I'm able to use the restroom, I'm able to do everything that I'm supposed to do. And so my life requires that I open door to door. My The effectiveness of my existence as a human being, as an individual, requires that I open different doors. And I open the door to my closet, I open the door to my children's room if I want to see them, I open the door to my kitchen if I have to eat. There is structure, there is order in the house, and the door sets the boundaries between the order and the structure that has been put in the house. And the door gives me access into the fullness of everything that is available to me. So I say to you that September is a door. And so the question is, where does this door lead to? What does this door lead you into? Um, what kind of, what is lying on the other side of the door? And so you see, um, what is lying on the other side of the door is dependent on the one who has built the house. And we know that God is the builder. God is the builder of times and seasons. God is the builder of destinies. God is the builder of nations. God is the builder of um, of different people and different systems. God is the builder of eternity. God is the builder of the lives and the souls of men. So he is the, uh, the supernatural intelligent architect of creation. And so it is God that knows what resides on the other side of every door. But if he is indeed an intelligent architect, that means that every door that he has set should lead you into what you need for the new day, should lead you into what you need for the new season. So when I come into a house and I open the door for my bedroom and I don't see a restroom, that means it is a defective kind of building. It is a defective kind of structure. That means whoever built the house was not thinking intelligently because we know that by reason of the privacy of a, of a bathroom, it should be attached to my room so that I don't have to walk out. People don't have to see me in my towel because I'm going to shower and stuff like that. And so in the same way, because we know that God is an intelligent builder, because we know that God is an intelligent architect, we can be sure that God has embedded on the other side of this door called September, everything that is needed and is necessary for this time time of the earth, everything that is needed and is necessary for you to make the push into the next level of your destiny. And so the first thing I need us to pray about this morning is to say, Father, help me to understand um, what you have placed on the other side of the door of my life in this day, because I'm not going to enter into September ignorantly. I'm not going to enter into September like a man that does not understand that it is an intelligent architect that has built this morning. I need you to pray to the Lord. Don't lie down on your bed. Get up and pace around. Sit at the table. Sit up because we have come into a new day. We have come into a new month and the kingdom of God suffers violence and it only those who know how to be aggressive about destiny, only those will take the things that God has made available. So I need you to ask the Lord and say, Father, show me what lies on the other side of the door of September. My God, I will not cross this 
this season unaware of the glory and the promises of God. I will not cross this season unaware of the riches that are available. The Bible says, now, when Jesus, the great door, when he came to the earth, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they could not discern him. They did not know who he was. As a matter of fact, they crucified him because they could not tell that the season had changed. The Bible said Jesus wept for Jerusalem. He wept. He said, how is it that you cannot tell your times? You cannot tell your season. It was a reason for him to cry out over the land because they could not tell. Listen to me. The heavens are wailing over those that have been praying have been saying lord heal my marriage lord heal my mind lord heal my finances lord heal my children lord heal my ministry god show me who i've been called to be and yet they cannot tell that they have entered into the season of a great door the heavens weep over such people and so this morning i need you to pray and say baba my god i am entering this month with the agility of spirit but baba i ask that you show me what exactly I'm entering into. Baba, I ask that you show me the possibilities that are available to me. My God, I ask that you show me the grace that is available to me. Father, fill me with the wisdom on how to navigate this door that is open. Father, I do not want to be one that steps into a territory unprepared. Baba, I ask that you prepare me for what I'm entering into in this month called September, in this season called September, in this door called September. My God, open my eyes, cause me to see, give me revelation. Revelation, 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 revelation. Because I know, oh God, that embedded within this door of September are multiple doors. So in the multiple areas of my life, show me what you are opening, what you are tuning, what you are changing, what you are building in the name of Jesus. And I need, I need you to pray and say, God, I want to partner with you fully. I want to partner with everything that you have allocated for me in this season. I need you to say, my God, I don't want to um, just know what you are bringing me into, but I want to be able to partner with your spirit. I want to be able to partner on the level of revelation. I want to be able to partner on the level of truth. I want to be able to partner on the level of grace. I want to be able to partner on the level of power. I want to be able to partner on the level of increase. Baba, I ask that you show me what it means to partner with you. Pray. Ask the Lord for an understanding of partnership with his spirit, for an understanding of partnership with his truth, for an understanding of partnership with his power. Ask the Lord that you will partner with him in this day, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I hope you are with me. I hope you can hear me. Um, um, I usually prefer Zoom because I feel a bit detached when people are on YouTube and I can't hear you. I can't see you as it were, but you know, to God be the glory, we keep pressing on. Um, so ask the Lord for understanding of partnership. Now, um, you see that the first, I personally believe that the first door that we observe in scripture is in Genesis 3 from verse 22 to 24. And it was when Adam and Eve were chased out of the garden and the Lord said, hey, because of these things that you have done, you will not be able to reside in this garden anymore. The Lord put a barrier um, in their ability to 
access him fully in their ability to enter into the abundance of his presence and the, the wholesomeness that they was used to enjoy. And then there was a barrier that was set, you know, um, and that's the first time we see a door occurring in the Bible. And the Bible says that the Lord placed um, um, the cherub, um, replaced the cherubim, and then with a flaming sword that turned in every direction. And so we realized that standing at that door um, was also angelic presence. Standing at that door um, was, was, the, was the covering of God. And then he placed the flaming sword. And I have taught this to you guys at prayer room several times. And how um, the flaming sword, it said it went in every direction. So wh whatever direction that a person passes through, you know, whatever direction you take, the sword has the ability to cut you. So there was no way the, a man could just jump back in or to pass through a corner to enter back into the presence of God. You have to go back in through the cutting and the piercing and the burning of the sword. And we know that the sword is the word of God. And we know that the manifest word of God is Jesus. So we begin to understand that standing at every door, and that's why Jesus said, I am the way. So standing at every entry into deeper levels of God's presence and deeper levels of the revelation of God is the flaming sword of God, is Jesus, is the word of the Lord that has to pierce through you, that has to cut through you. That's why every time we come into a season of prayer, part of the things I do is release a word, the word of the Lord. I release the teaching of the season because it's not enough for us to get into prayer without understanding what exactly the season is about. You have to go through the word. You have to go through revelation. You have to go through understanding. You have to go through pruning. You have to go through teaching. If you would effectively come into the blessedness of the season, if you would even be admitted into this fullness that we are talking about. Because in this September, the lives of people are about to change. In this September, people are about to come into uncommon wealth. You are about to hit a threshold in humanity's ability to produce wealth. And part of why that is happening is because of what we now come in October, because October is going to be the month of impact. October is going to be the month of great impact. And I'm not just talking about positive impact. I'm also talking about the impact of the, of, of the satanic realm and the impact of the kingdom of darkness. So the kingdom of darkness wants to impact the earth. The kingdom of darkness wants to inflict the world, but God is going to bless people in the month of September that is going to make it possible for these people to become gateways and entry points by which many and nations and, and and drones of people will be able to enter into the goodness and the faithfulness of God. People are going to stand in the month of October and they themselves will be gates. The very doors that they pass through in September, they will take on the DNA and the nature and the characteristics of those doors. In the month of October, they will then become the entry points for many. Because you see, in the spirit realm, everything you are able to navigate through, you take on the nature of that thing, you take on the power, you take on the intelligence of it, as long as you went through it by the intelligence of the spirit and you overcame. So you begin to, you now begin to embrace the same intelligence of God by which he set an entry for you into a new space in the spirit realm. You then take on that same intelligence and you become that same thing to others. So in the month of October, men are literally going to rise up and men will be strongholds for 
nations and men will be strongholds for, 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 for systems and for realms. And you see, another thing that I see happening is acceleration between September and October. And you're going to see people who the Lord will throw up in the month of September and in the month of October, they will be so established and so celebrated across the world that you will say to yourself, how is it possible that in such a short time, all of this is happening? The reason why it's going to be happening is because of the necessity of the times. And it is because of the, the, the need of the day and the, and, and, and the need of the kingdom and the fact that the kingdom of God is going to be accelerating men who have presented themselves in preparation in previous seasons. As a matter of fact, I see in the month of October, people's accounts running from just six digits into billions. I see the Lord releasing um, the wealth of nations between the boundary of September and October. I see people even on this call who have put in for contracts and they said to you that you had lost the contract. They said to you that you were not going to be given anymore. They had found a better candidate. But I hear the Spirit of God saying that they are going to call you back. And the Lord says, go back and prepare as though you were selected. Go back and prepare as though you were elected because they are going to call you back. And the Lord is giving you a grace period so that when they call you back, you will show up and you will show up big. Hear me, listen, that is going to happen in the month of September. People are going to put in for things. You're going to apply for jobs that previously you would not even dare to apply for. As a matter of fact, I see people rising into governmental positions and I see people rising into promotion in government. And these things will happen suddenly because in the next space of one month, one month, one month, in the space of one month, there's going to be a lot of supernatural activities that will happen in the month of September. Mark this month, guys, mark this month. It's a month of supernatural activities. It's a month of the stirring of the waters of God's spirit. This is the kind of month where you fast the whole month. You try to do it in January and you saw the impact of it. If you can stretch yourself in September and fast throughout the month of September and even fast into October, if possible because it is the month of staring, staring of supernatural waters, supernatural waters of the destiny of nation, the destiny of time, the destiny of systems, the destiny of individuals. Um, it's a month of great staring. It's a month of the great troubling of the waters of the spirit. So in this month, you need to position yourself mightily for the things that will, the things that can. And it feels like the kind of month where Jesus arose and he began to pick his disciples. And you see in the physical, you can look at it and say, oh, it's just any other month. But it's not just any other month. It's actually the month and the designated time where the destinies of those men were about to change. It was actually the designated time where apostles were going to be raised because the Bible says he, he himself chose these apostles amongst men. He said he raised them to be with him and then to go out to the world to disciple the world. So the first calling was to be with the Lord. And there was a set season where it was the time of the choosing. So September is the month of the choosing. And so you have to position yourself so that you will not miss the stirring of God's spirit. I hope I'm talking to somebody here. 
And if you are the one, just make sure you are declaring as I'm speaking and you are declaring and saying, you know what? I'm not going to miss the, the, the season of my choosing. I'm not going to miss the month of the staring. I'm not going to miss the staring of the water. I put on strength by the spirit of God. I decree that I have the capacity to take the word of the Lord as it is and to work with the word and to navigate with the word. Begin to declare over yourself, I am the one. I am the one that the spirit of God is speaking about. I am the one that will take the bull by the horn. I am the one that will ride the month of September. I am the one that will not be left behind. I am the one that will ride upon the wings of the season. Oh, I put on strength for September. I put on strength. Come on, if you are the one, begin to say to the Lord, oh, Father, give me the grace to fast, oh God. Give me the grace to wait on you. Give me the capacity to wait on you. Baba, hey, it, it, it is an abomination when it is a season of war, the season of Bethany, and a woman cannot tell. It is an abomination. It is a day of war when a person cannot discern that the time to bring forth, the time to birth, and the time to be birth has come. Ah, so Baba, I say that in the name of the Lord Jesus, ah, that you will clear my eye from any lying tongue of hell, from any deceit of Satan, that you will give me the ability to posture myself and the ability to take the season in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, begin to pray. Ask the Lord for a support system to take you through the season of the birthing. Ask the Lord to, to, to garrison you with strength on every side, garrison you with women, garrison you with men, garrison you with friends that would hold your hands and will say to you, we are fasting through this month. We are pressing through this season. We are not going to be left behind. Everything that the Spirit of God is saying we are going to do, there is a force of the Spirit that has to be generated in this month of September. Come on, pray and say, my God, I am holding on to your word. I am pressing in the force of the new day. My family is entering by the force of the new day. My husband is entering in the force of the new day. My wife is entering in the force of the new day. I declare that my ministry, my church, my business, I will maximize this month. I will walk through this door. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my senses are increasing. In the mighty name of Jesus, speak to your discipline. Ah, I am being disciplined like never before. In the month of September, I put a knife to my throat. I put a knife to my natural human appetite. I receive grace from heaven ha, to do and to perform all that is needed and necessary. The days of living as though I don't know that the Lord is moving. Those days are over. Let the warrior inside of me arise. Ha. Let the lion inside of me arise. Ha. Let the mighty man inside of me arise. The ability to arise and to contend as it pertains to destiny even my children they will enter into the wind into the strength of this new day in the name of the Lord Jesus they were Days in the Bible, ha, when the people were under siege, when the people realized ha, that it is time for God to move powerfully, the Bible will tell you that even the babies sucking at the breast of their mothers, that they put the babies to a fast, that even the animals were put to a fast. Everything in the nation was asked to fast. Why? Because there was a need for the breaking of God. Ha. There was a need for the breaking of his presence, the breaking of his power to bring the people into the desires of God. You are going to say, Baba, teach me how 
to carry everything with me, oh God. Teach me how to carry everyone. Even your businesses must fast in this season. You will fast from all kinds of acts, all kinds of things huh, that do not carry the presence of God, that do not enable the strength of God. You will fast in this season. You will carry everything with you. You will carry your children with you. Is your child six year old, seven year old? Put them on a fast, even if it is in nine a.m. Tell them why. Teach them why. Instruct them on the culture of Zion, because we are about to break into something powerful. We are about to break the church into the release of a new strength. We are about to break into another activation of the power of God. You will carry everything along with you. You will carry your secretary, you will carry your colleagues, you will carry your children, you will carry your spouses, you will carry your businesses, everything that you have. Let there be a new kind of restriction. Let there be a new kind of uh, intentionality by which you engage in this month. Why? Because we are breaking in. Because we are breaking in, because we are breaking in, because we stand at the at the mouth of the door of the new day. And we will engage it powerfully and effectively in the name of our Lord Jesus. In the name of our Lord Jesus. So, Father, we receive revelation, abundance of revelation, abundance of revelation, because lying on the other side, whatever it is that is on the other side, Father, what lies there, we will not realize until we pass to the power of your word. And so, Lord Jesus, we pray for effective, effective, effective effective prayer that are birthed out of the revelation of the word. We pray for the fire of the word. We pray for the fire of prayer to fall upon the altars of your children once again in the name of Jesus. If there be anybody here that has become paralyzed to pray and you what you used to do in previous months have not become so hard for you to do. You no longer know how to wait on the Lord. You no longer know how to pray. You no longer know how to rise up in the dead of the night. And so by the power of the Holy Ghost, I declare that the fresh fire is falling upon your altar, the fire of intercession, the fire of prayer, the fire to fast, the fire to study the word in the name of Jesus, the fire of discipline is falling upon your life, falling upon your altar, falling upon your home right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are pulling our families, we are pulling everything that concerns us huh, into the whirlwind of God for this season in the name of Jesus. Let darkness be removed. Let deceit be taken away. That all we see and all we know what is available in the name of Jesus. You know, one of the things you need to know is that the best way to enter into a promise is to not enter alone. Don't enter alone. You must enter with a people. You see, it was harder for the people to enter into um, into, 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 into the promised land. When it was just Moses saying, we can do it, we can do it, we are doing it, we are entering. It was harder. Because what is the strength of a man against over a million people compared to the strength of a million people? You see, so the greatest revival, the greatest thrust, the most powerful movement is when a people enter into it. The most powerful times of fasting that I have is when my husband joins the fast and he's like, you know what, babes, let's fast. And we're doing it together, my entire household. And then my son also, from when Ethan was five, from when Ethan was four, was when he used to, when you hear us say we are fasting, he used to say, 
I, I want to fast, mommy. And sometimes he will fast there until like 9 a.m. And it, just the consciousness of it, just the consciousness that the household is going through this process. Let your nannies fast. Let your drivers fast. Tell everybody around you that, listen, the Lord is about to move and we are entering together. Tell your friends, call your mother, call your siblings, tell them, do get that we are entering. There's a kind of force that is released. The Bible says one shall put a flight a thousand, but, but two shall put a flight 10,000. You see, so let us do prayer rain in the morning, but you hold your own prayer rain with your groups later at night. Call them together. If you don't know what to preach, preach everything that I preached in the morning. If you don't know the prayer point to use, use every prayer point that we used in the morning, but make sure that in this season, you are responsible for galvanizing everyone around you because it gives you greater power and greater strength in the realm of the spirit. I hope we're together. I hope we're together. So I want us to look at our anchor scripture today before we go, because I'm laying the foundation of the door. Now, in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 5 to verse 9, it says, after I go through Macedonia, I will come to you. He says, for I will be going through Macedonia. He says, Perhaps I will stay with you for a while or even spend the winter so that you can help me on my journey wherever I go. Now, this is the apostle speaking. He says, for I do not want to see you now and make only a passing visit. He says, I hope to spend some time with you if the Lord permits, but I will stay at Ephesus until Pentecost because a great door of effective work has opened to me and there are many who oppose me. So another version says, a great and effective door has been opened to me, but there are many, um, but there are many oppositions, there are many adversaries. So here is the apostle saying that I desire to come to you, and that is why Kenya, I will come back to you very soon. The mountain of Deborah, or unbundling the mountain of Deborah, has to come back to Kenya because there is a great and effective door of the Spirit of God that is open over that land in this season. And the Spirit of God in this season, whether you believe it or not, is highlighting Kenya and is highlighting the mantle of Deborah over the women in that land and is highlighting the, high, highlighting the move of his spirit and how he wants to stay and how he wants to impact and how he wants to raise women. I see women who are, were in the backside of that nation and God is taking them from the backside of the nation and God is pulling them right to the front. I see women who have fasted and prayed for so long and people did not even know who they were and God is pulling them. I see the Lord raising new voices out of Kenya, new voices, another um, another generation of ministers are about to rise up. And, and when the Spirit of God begins to do such things, what we have to do that have been doing ministry for a while is to align with what the Lord is doing. That's the best thing you can do because nobody can stop the wind of God. Have you seen a man that can fight wind before? You cannot fight wind. The most you can do is erect a structure in a way that is permissive for the wind or as much as you can to break the wind, but you cannot fight the wind because no one knows where the wind is coming from. No one knows how the wind works, especially when it is not the wind of God's spirit. So you see, the most you can do when God is raising, when God is grooming, when 
God is, uh, is by himself and by his power breathing people, the best you can do is to rise up with them and to strengthen them because that's exactly what's happening in that nation. And like I said to you guys in Kenya, the spirit of God said that Kenya is going to be the first runner and Kenya is going to be his spiritual long distance runner. And so what appears to be a physical thing is actually a spiritual thing. And the spirit of God is putting acceleration over that nation. And the spirit of God is releasing acceleration over that nation. And the Lord is also raising a prophetic people. The prophetic is about to become so strong over Kenya. And that is why the spirit of God is causing collaborations to happen between Kenya and some nations. God is causing collaborations to happen between Nigeria and Kenya. God is causing collaborations to happen between Ghana and Kenya, because there's going to be a release over that nation of the strong apostolic and the strong prophetic for the purpose of the race, the first leg of race that God is calling Kenya to, to run. And in this season, we're going to begin to hear all kinds of innovation coming out of that land and all kinds of creativity and all kinds of um, powerful um, things that will be released. And people will say, what, what is happening? Has Kenya become um, um, has because Kenya become the central point of Africa? Has Kenya become the door of Africa? Yes, because the Spirit of God is going to give that nation the capacity to run and to break that which was impossible before to us in Africa. So if you are a Kenya and you are Kenyan and you are a Kenya, you need to get yourself ready for what the Spirit of God is doing. You need to call a fast. You need to call a, a, a holy day and you need to declare that this is the season of the Lord. I, I, if you know me very well, I don't speak for, for no, for just for any reason. I'm not even naturally that kind of person. You know, I, I don't go to, to say things, except I know for sure that this is what the Lord is doing. And I am telling you categorically, if you are Kenyan born, and if you are, you live in Kenya, and if you are um, within that territory, there is a wind blowing over East Africa that would arise from Kenya, and the wind will blow like a, like a cyclone, and it will go into different nations. It will enter into Uganda, it will enter into um, Tanzania, it will enter into all of these nations, but it will begin from within Kenya. So what we even see happening in the political space, it is the painting and the evidence of a revival that is coming. So I need you to posture yourself. And if you are in other nations, I need you to pray for Kenyans and to just bless them and say, Lord, we bless that nation. God, we bless the territory of Kenya. God, we bless the borders of Kenya. God, we release Kenya into its prophetic destiny. We release it, oh God, into its calling and its ordination. We release that nation. We say that Kenya shall bless us. It shall bless the world. It shall bless our children. It shall bless our children's children. Father, we release the men, we release the women, we release the apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists. Father, we release the prophets over that land. We just declare that the wind of your spirit is blowing. We declare that that nation shall be a door, a great door in itself. In the name of the Lord Jesus, so lift up your heads, oh ye gates, and be ye lifted up, you ancient, everlasting doors. For the king of glory, the king of glory, he's come into that land. He says, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. For the glory of God resides in the secret of God. But when it is going for 
from just a king of glory coming in. When a king of glory comes in, it is evident by also other earthly kings that come into glory. So part of what happens is when the Lord wants to bring men into glory and nations into glory, what the Lord begins to do is that he begins to unveil the secrets that were held in previous times because it is the honor, it is the glory of kings to search it out. So when things are revealed, glory comes. So part of what God is doing is the unveiling of the, the secrets concerning the destiny of nations, the secret concerning the people, the secret concern, concerning his appointed ones. He's opening it. And so this is going to be the season of opening of secrets of our Kenya. So you have to get ready. Secrets are going to be open. Secrets are going to be open. Um, secrets concerning destiny, secrets concerning government, secrets concerning people and territories. is about to break open over the land in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you're listening to me, I need you to bless Kenya right now. I need you to bless the land. The Bible says, you know, if anyone blesses you, he said to Abraham, they also shall be blessed. Who are we not to bless the ones that the Lord has blessed? Who are you not to bless the one that the Lord has blessed? Father, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus, Sadava, Sadava. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So um, we keep going. And so in 1 Corinthians um, 16, verse 5 to 9, and Paul began to say, he began to say to them, he said, you know, I I, want to come to you. He says, I want to spend some time with you. And he says, and I don't know, I don't want it to just be um, a, a passing time. I don't want to just, just come and go. He says, I don't want maybe the winter to pass. It just kind of sounds like a conversation I'll be having with Yasmin in, in Ghana, or I'll be having with Claire in Kenya or somebody. I say, you know, I want to come, but I'm thinking, I don't want to, Zika, I don't want to just spend two days with you in London. I want to spend some time to do some work. And he, he then said, but also, he says, I want to come. He says, I hope to spend some time with you, if the Lord permits. But I will stay at Ephesus for a while. And I will stay until Pentecost, because a great door for effective work has opened to me. And there are many who oppose me. Listen to me. Part of what we bring you into the promises of God for this new day that we are talking about is your ability to know where to go and where to stay. So there are some things that sound good. There are some desires you have that you want to come into, that you want to enter into. But the spirit of God, you have to have the restraint of the spirit in this season. Because Paul said, I want to come. I want to be with you. You know, after I go through Macedonia, I will come to you. He says, but I can tell that the Lord needs me to stay here a bit longer. Part of what gives you access into the fullness of the door of September is that you stay in the right location. Write it down in your journal. Write location, location, location. If there is anything you should pray about the most in this season is your location. Your location. Don't leave a job in this month if God has not told you categorically to leave. Don't pack your bag and relocate anywhere in this month if God has not told you categorically to relocate. Don't leave a friendship. Don't leave a church. Don't leave a marriage. Don't leave anywhere this month and go to a place you desire. 
if the Lord has not spoken to you because there is something about staying back and residing for a while so that you can maximize the door. It may even be um, a relationship that God has brought you into and you are feeling, ah, oh, you know, the days are over. I'm just thinking, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to change the way I'm engaging with these people or this person. Or, hey, 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 auntie, we don't move based on how we feel. We don't decide where to go based on how we feel. The apostle says, I want to come. I want to spend a while with you. He says, but if the Lord permits, because he's the Lord of the doors, he's the Lord of the outpouring of the doors. So it is if the Lord permits. So I need you to pray now and say, God, heighten my senses concerning where to go, what to do, how to move. Heighten my senses in the name of the Lord Jesus. Show me, Father, um, about the next step and about the next season. My God, even down to my children, Father, what school should they go to? Um, where, where should I place them, oh God? Father, I pray that, you know, for the places you do not want me to leave just yet, I ask, oh God, that you give me grace and you give me compelling conviction concerning them. For the places you need me to leave, Father, I pray that you put fire under my feet. Put fire under my feet. Father, make it impossible for me to stay a second longer if you don't need me there. It may be somebody in an abusive marriage and God has opened to you the door of escape. The door of escape and God is saying to you, if you don't leave, you will die. Hey, ask the Lord this morning and say, Father, put fire under my feet. Do not let me be able to stay any anywhere longer that you don't need me to be. It may be a company. It may be even a location. Say, God, make it unbearable for me. Make it unbearable for me. Father, I don't even need it to get to that point. So fill me with the weight of conviction concerning what you will have me do. Give me the boldness to ask for release. When the day came for Nehemiah to make the necessary journey to go and rebuild the walls, the Bible says that Nehemiah prayed, Nehemiah prayed, and Nehemiah asked the Lord, I said, God, show me how to go before the king. Show me how to make the request. When the time came for Esther to make the move and to go before the king. Esther took three days to fast and pray and said, God, show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. Put inside of me a compelling vision. Put inside of me strength. Show me why this is so important, God, that I am willing to perish if I perish. So ask the Lord for that kind of conviction and say, Father, this is the month. This is the month. This is the month of the move or the month of the stillness. Baba, whatever it is that you need me do in every area of life, show me categorically. In the areas you need me to be still, hold me, hold back my natural inclinations to want to do, to want to move, to want to change. Father, it just, it let, let, let the grace that you are putting upon me, let it transcend my natural personality. This is not the time to say, oh, I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert, I'm, I'm a choleric. I'm, no, Father, let this transcend past my natural personality. Let there be an imposing force of the spirit over me in this season. Come on, somebody pray for yourself. And imposing force of the Holy Ghost. Let it come over my soul. Let it come over my mind. Let it come over my spirit. Oh my God, that I may know, that I may know, that I may know what you want me to do. The same way, oh God, that you came upon men like Jehu. And these guys were able to rise up <laughs> and to fight the war of God. The way you came over people like Gideon. <laughs> Baba, and these guys were able to go from saying, I'm the least of my father's house, then my tribe is the least. And these guys were able to arise in the strength of a compelling vision. They were able to arise in the strength of a compelling force. Huh? But, but let that force fall upon me in this season. 
Let it come upon me in this month of October. Huh? In the name of Jesus. Ah, Baba, if it wants to come in the form of boldness, let it come upon me in the form of boldness. If it needs to come upon me in the form of courage, let it come upon me in the form of courage. If it needs to come upon me in the form of clarity, let it come upon me in the form of clarity. If it needs to come upon me in the form of revelation, ha, Baba, I present my body, my soul, my spirit ha, as a hub for revelation in this season. In the name of Jesus, if it is a new relationship I need, Baba, but let it come, let it come, let it come. But my God Almighty, and highlighting my understanding, heighten my discernment, oh God, in this month of the open door, Baba, ask, pray, and say, God, I will not be ruled by my emotions in this season. I will not be governed by my emotions in this season. Any emotion, let it come under the government of God. Let it come under the tutelage of the spirit. Let it come under the power of the Holy Ghost. All my emotions, all my feelings, all my natural stirrings and inclination, I bring you under the mighty hand of God in the name of Jesus. Let all that is within me respond to the commands and the dictates of God. Baba, clear my eye, wipe my eye from the emotions that are generated from the carnality of this world, the emotions that are generated by the lying spirit and the lying demons of this world. Father, clear my eye, remove me, oh God, from the grip of culture, demonic culture, demonic traditions that are rubbing off for me by reason of my engagement in this world. Father, rub it away from me. Remove it from me huh? and bring me into the culture of the spirit. Huh? This month of September, I break to the door of culture. I break to the door of tradition. I declare that I enter into the leading of the Holy Ghost. Huh? I will not make a decision based on the leading of my flesh. Huh? And so, my God, I ask that in the name of Jesus, take me to the school of the Spirit once more. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. And so, Paul, after waiting many years for the extremely pagan city of Ephesus to open up wide for the preaching of the gospel, the atmosphere of Ephesus was finally starting to change. So, and, you know, the previous resistance that was crumbling and, you know, Paul's, that was crumbling Paul's prayers were finally beginning to answer to the gospel. So, you now see in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 8, he said, let us know, let, let us know that Paul was in Ephesus at the time and, you know, he was actually praying, you know, for this nation, for this country. You know, he wrote, he said, I will carry in Ephesus unto Pentecost. I need you to understand. You need to know when God has begun to answer your prayers. This is that month. You need to know when God has begun to answer your prayers. Listen to me. Demons can hide in the bodies of people for long. A person can be demon possessed 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, they will never know. And then one day you enter into a hot atmosphere. Hey, hey. 
And then the presence of God is slapping people left, right, and center. And that person that has been staying there for so long begins to manifest. Begins to manifest. Rolling on the floor. All kinds of things are happening. And you're saying to yourself, my goodness, I have been working with this person for so long and I did not know. Why? Because demons are skilled at hiding. If that can be easily found out, then that means they did not go through the school of deceit in hell. The day that Satan was training them on the power of deception, they did not enroll for that course. They should be, they, they hide easily now. Why am I saying it? But you see, another thing you know is demons manifest the greatest when they are about to come out of a person. When you say come out, in the, when the atmosphere is hot, you begin to see that they are running on the floor, they are shouting, they are screaming, they are scratching everything. They begin to terrorize the pastor. They are like, I will take you down, uh, you know, all of it. All of it is noise, noise makers. They are noise makers when it is their time. When they are about to be cast out, when they are about to be exposed, they start to make noise. But I found out that many Christians are greatly distracted by the noise of deliverance. They are so distracted that they cannot tell that they are closer to victory than ever. You need to know what is going on and how to interpret it. So Paul said, hey, I want to come, but I can tell that a door is open because standing at an every open door are many adversaries, many adversaries. So that's why many Christians walk away from their open doors. And they're like, you know, I just can't do it. I just can't take it. I just can't work there anymore. I just can't continue with this. It's, it is adversaries, adversaries. So one thing you must learn to do, don't be quick. The culture of Iyala Keva Katai. Vane, 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 kere dosi malita. I rebuke, I rebuke every demonic culture of hell. I rebuke it from off your life in the name of Jesus. I declare that you are sensitive to the culture of heaven, to the culture of Zion, that culture of Zion that will lead you to deliverance and power. You are more sensitive to it than the culture of hell in the name of Jesus. Listen. The culture of hell tells you that the moment it gets uncomfortable, the moment you feel like, you know what, I, I, I don't understand this, I can't take it. The moment you feel abused, the moment you feel dishonored, the moment you feel afraid, the moment you feel ignored, walk away. That is not how God works. That is not how the intelligence of heaven works. That's why the Bible speaks a lot about patience. The Bible speaks a lot about perseverance. The Bible speaks a lot about long suffering as the attributes of love. So we look at God and we say, ah, he is powerful from generation to generation. You don't understand what makes God powerful. He says God is love. So these are part of the things that makes him a powerful God because from generation to generation, God knows how to endure insults. God knows how to endure blasphemy. God knows how to endure the craziness of a generation. God has endured a lot of things. And by reason of the things that he has endured, God has gained a reputation for him as the eternal God of faithfulness, the God that is able to keep covenants and to perform them from generation to generation. I am not saying that you should endure the things that um, God doesn't want you to. But if you have don't yet have a release from the Lord. Please go back into prayer and check it. Go back into prayer before you make any decision. So here is Paul saying, there's an open door. The moment you hear open door, you think, ah, you're just going to glide through it. You're just going to walk through it. God is, Paul is like, nah, there's an open door for the adversaries are many. So can you tell when you are standing right in front of an open door, 
even irrespective of the many adversaries that lie before you? Can you tell when you are standing right in front of one of the greatest opportunities of your life, irrespective of the many negative things that are there to hinder you? Now, Paul's accomplishment in Ephesus was no doubt one of his greatest works. You know, and during the three years that he lived and worked in Ephesus, Paul actually established, you know, one of the greatest churches in history, which was, you know, the church in Ephesus. And revival went through the city and, you know, it became one of the largest and most influential churches in the time of Paul, you know. And so Paul was keenly aware at this time that a door had opened to him, a door had opened to him, you know, that had never been opened to anyone else before. Now, I want you to note something. Paul says, for a great door and effectual, and a great door and effectual, that's what the KJV version says, a great door and effectual is opened unto me. Now, before we go, let me tell you the definition of some of those words. The word unto me comes from the Greek word moi, which is M-O-I. And it means uniquely me, you know. And so this was a moment when Paul was standing in the midst of an of what you will say, ah, man, this is the dream of an apostle. A city was falling to the gospel. Darkness was being driven out and the church was being established. Why? Because Paul was experiencing something that he called a grace that is given to me. It is, it is, he says, he said, uh, greater is opened unto me. And that word is actually uniquely to me. Hear me. Every one of you, you are tailor-made for the troubles of your life or your anointing is tailor-made to fit, to meet and to solve the troubles of your life. Paul was able to tell that this door is unique to me. That means the adversaries of all were also unique to him. Paul did not sit back to say, ah, but I read uh, Peter's letters or I've read James' letters. They are not having the same problems that I'm having. Ah, ah, what is the meaning of this? No, 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 Paul is like, it's okay. This door is open unto me. I see a unique grace, but I also see unique trouble. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, it says, it's, it's, it's like an unprecedented opportunity. A great door and effectual. The word great is the Greek word for mega. So he says, look, it is a mega door. It was speaking, he was speaking of something huge and massive. And the word door is the word Tura, Tura, T-H-U-R-A. And it's the Greek word for door. So Paul uses it here as a metaphor to describe a unique opportunity. That's what Paul was talking about. He says, and a unique opportunity is opened unto me. So Paul was like, according to the Americans, I ain't going nowhere. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. Like whatever you, you think you are seeing, I'm not leaving this place until I milk everything that God has God for me until I milk everything that God wants to do in me. Now, when he said open unto me, the, the, the Greek word is the word anoigo. And it is not just speaking, a door is opening unto me. It actually speaks about wide open. Do you understand? So Paul was saying, I have a wide open access to the city of Ephesus. He says, and I cannot live here. Let me tell you, for some of you, your Ephesus is actually may not be a city. Your Ephesus may be an organization. Your Ephesus may be a boss. Your Ephesus may be a person. Your Ephesus may be some kind of gift. You know, it could be something that God has given you wide open access to. It could just be that you came into a season of praying at night. And you just started waking up 3 a.m. every day, the Lord will wake you. 3 a.m. Every, every night, the Lord will wake you. 3 a.m. 
and you are like, ah, hey, hey, what is this 3 a.m.? Please let me go back to don't sleep because a wide open door has been given onto you and it is uniquely yours. So in that season, there's a unique stream that God wants to channel to you and you alone. That's why he's, he did not give the instruction to everybody in your church. He gave it to just you. And the Holy Ghost now ensured that by himself, he started waking you up at that time. Sweetheart, you need to tell when a unique opportunity has opened up for you. It could just be somebody that started looking onto you with favor. Or it could be a gift you just started walking in. And you're like, well, I don't know what started happening to me. Oh, these days, I will just be here. When I think of somebody, the person calls me. Ah, it has happened like five times this week. Can we be wise? A unique door of discernment and a unique door of, you know, communication in the spirit realm has been opened to you. So part of the responsibilities of open doors is for you to go back and study, for you to go back and do the work to understand the nature of the door, the power of the door, the grace of the door, the glory of the door. He says it is the glory, the honor of kings when they search it out. So when God begins to tell, show you signals, and even though there are many oppositions, it is when you wake up at night to pray, that 3 a.m. that God wakes you up, that's when your baby will start crying. Your baby that never used to wake up before now starts waking up at that 3 a.m. You will hold the child. And then you will pet the child while you are doing barake tekerekese. Why? Because the door has opened. A mega opportunity for a new outworking in the spirit has come to you. A mega opportunity. Don't miss it. Not only great, but it is also effectual. The word effectual is the Greek word energes. And it's from where you get the word energy. And this is the key here. It's where you got the word energy from. That's what it means. It means something forceful, something effective, something active and powerful. So Paul was saying that I have, it's not just a mega opportunity, but it's energy I have. For some of you, it's a door of fasting. And that door opened to you. And then you fasted three days. You're like, ah, because we said three days, I will stop. No. Paul said, I will tarry here. I will stay here because I see an energy has been released to me. I see an energy has been given to me to do these things. So Paul declared that when this door opened to him and to the gospel, it created a divine release of God's power and it immediately began to engulf the city of Ephesus. So when a unique thing begins to flow over your life, let me tell you what to do. Stay there and mine it fully. Mine is fully, mine is fully. The reason why you are now struggling to fast seven months later, you that you did 40 days in January into February is because you did not maximize. You did not learn the lesson of Paul. When you stopped um, by, by February 10th, you should have stopped for maybe like five, 10 days, go back again. And they begin to do two days a week, begin to do three days a week. Why? Because you have to preserve energy. Energy can be lost. And energy can be gained and energy can flow. So energy is not something you have and you just have it permanently. You still want energy for it to grow or for it to remain with you because there is a constant flow throughout time and eternity. So Paul said, and energy was also given to me. Energy was also given to me. All of a sudden, I know how to preach to people, you know, um, from the pulpit or from on the road. I never knew how to do it before. That's a door that just opened to you. That's a door that just opened to you. It may be a door with your children, your teenager that never used to listen to you. All of a sudden, anything you say, the teenager is laughing. They want to spend time with you. They want to talk to you and they are not requesting for anything. A door of opportunity just opened up to you. And energy comes with that door. 
So you must know how to maximize the doors. Now, when Paul said, but there are many adversaries, I'm moving quick because we have to close now. <laughs> it comes from the word antikema, which is a compound word for anti and kema. The word anti means against and kema means to lie. So I, I'm not just lie like telling a lie, but also something that is lying around. So Paul was saying that, listen, we have I've come into a great opportunity. He says, but there are many hostile forces that are standing on opposition to me. The forces are literally lying around, pitted against me, a common for just waiting for the opportunity to strike. Sinister powers that are lying in wait to deceive, to attack, to take away what God is giving to me. Ah. Your responsibility in this season is to till the ground of the door, to learn more about the nature of the door, to accept that there are certain things that are unique to you. This is not the season where you say, oh, good things don't happen to me. I never get opportunity. I don't have favor. You need to cast out that lying tongue of hell. Tell the Lord to open your eyes to see the unique graces he has given to you. The unique power, the unique oil that is flowing towards you in this season. You have a responsibility to walk through the door. It may be open, but you need to take the step. So you need courage. But one thing that you definitely need is discernment. Discernment, discernment, discernment to know the hostile forces that are set against you. It's not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, that is for you. It's not everybody that says, oh, you know, oh, wow, my goodness. Look, I just, I just really admire what God is doing in your life. It's not all of them that are for you. It's not everybody that says to me, Pierre, I want to come with you that I, I stand the opportunity to. I will just like, hee, ha, 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 ha. Why? Because you may love me the way Peter loved Jesus, but you have not grown in spiritual maturity enough to not be a, to not be a conduit of Satan's ideas, agenda into my life. So there are certain wars I want to fight when I'm advancing and there are some I don't want to fight. There are some things I don't need to deal with in the day of advancement. When I have settled in the land, I cannot begin to form law courts, begin to form this one and now begin to take a problem. But in the day of advancing, I need warriors. In the day of advancing, I need my strength. So there are certain kind of counseling I don't do in certain seasons because I need to preserve energy because I need to engage this door properly. You understand? So you need discernment. So now you also need, need to know, have an understanding of warfare. So that's why part of what I will teach you in this season is how to wage war. And you wage war by setting parameters. You wage war, number one, by communion with the Lord. You need to learn to commune with the Father consistently. Pray without season, without season. It is a consistent flow. It is a consistent flow. And then because of the consistency of your prayer, you have a consistency of energy and discernment and strength. And then when you begin to come into that place, you wage war by wisdom. You wage war by association. You wage war by movement. There are different things. And so when you come into the day of warfare, every move you make is intentional. Because why? You understand that at this door lying around, lying around are adversaries. What do they want? Exactly what you have. Exactly what you have is what they are seeking for. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sambalat and Tobias, what were they doing to Nehemiah and his crew? Oh, this thing you are building is going to crumble rubbish. 
part of what the adversaries do, some come to compliment and some come to pull you down. You need to know when the voice of an adversary or the voice of the ultimate adversary, which is Satan, may be speaking to the mouth of a friend. You need to know. Jesus looked at Peter and said, get thee behind me. This is the same Peter that just said, you are Jesus, the son of the living God. And then Peter could not discern that what he was saying was not the counsel of the Lord. So you need discernment on how to navigate the enemy, how to navigate the territory of the, of the wild territory of an open door. So it's like an open door. I see in the realm of the spirit, a door that's flung open and I see serpents and vipers lying all around the door, the entrance to the door. And I see them also lying on the other side of the door when you even enter the door. But the thing is, the door in itself, the serpents are not lying there. And so, and that's what many people's open doors look like. Open opportunities, it's right there. But you need to know how to navigate through the lie of Satan, through the deceit of Satan, through the um, attacks of hell, to push through so that you may come into the fullness. And even when you enter in. So on the last day of this prayer, I will teach you what to do on the other side of the open door. Because even when you enter in, the adversary doesn't stop. He's waiting for you on the side of or, or the side to enter. He's waiting for you on the entrance. He's waiting for you on the exit so that he may find a, a way to try to bring down what the Lord is doing. So as we close, let us ask the Lord, Father, teach me to war. The Bible says, it is the Lord that teaches my hands to fight and my fingers to make warfare. Ask the Lord, take me through the school of spiritual warfare once again. Help me to understand what it means to war. Beyond praying, beyond speaking the words, beyond rebuking, Father, teach me what it means to war. Father, I just ask that in this season, you will give unto me great understanding of the kind of doors that I'm standing in front of. And you will give me people, Father, that can help me move through this journey of my open door. Please make that prayer. Pray for your family. If you are married, pray for your spouse. I pray for my husband, Bobby. I pray for my children, Nathan and Judah. I pray for my household, everybody that works with me, Father Francisca, David, Chef, I pray for my drivers. I pray for my staff in my office. I pray for my immediate family and my extended family members, my, 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 my in-laws, uh, my, my, my brothers, my sisters, my parents. My pr I pray for everyone. I pray for my friends, oh God. I ask, oh God, that everybody connected to me, that Lord Jesus, you give them the same energy. You give them the same energy, oh God, that you are giving to me in this season, that every one of us will be able to press through this opening. Every one of us will be able to come in. I pray you give me the force that can move a community and the force that can move a nation because Paul declared Ephesus was given to him. And so because of that, God had taken down great Diana of Ephesus because the Bible declares that when, when they entered the city and how they were shouting great is Diana of Ephesus, great is Diana of Ephesus and how the apostles took them down. Father, I thank you because you are taking down territorial spirits because standing at every door are territorial spirits, territorial 
we are demons that want to stand at the door, that want to stand at the entry of the destiny of that season. Father, I know that even the name September is not necessarily the name that you gave to it. So Father, I call this month by the name you have given to it in the realm of the spirit. I say to this season, respond to me according to the designation of God, not according to the numberings of men, not according to the culture of men, not according to the demonic host that sits over you. And so I strip you of any demonic name as it pertains to me. I say you will respond to me based on the energy of the spirit. And I say September, that you are working with me effectively in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pull myself, I pull my ministry, I pull the people over this call away from the grip of the demonic stronghold that holds people every time they enter this month. People say that the ember months are the months of dangers, the months of troubles, the months of sadness because people evaluate that they have not been able to perform the things that they have planned. But God, I declare that this month, September, October, November, December are the most powerful months for me in 2022. I declare by the power of the Holy Ghost that these months are the months that we enjoy the life and the energy of God like never before. Declare it over yourself. Declare it over your family. Declare it over your business. Call the month by the name God has given it in the spirit realm. It is the month of favor. It is the month of the late harvest. It is the month of the plenty. It is the month of the breaking forth. It is the month of the entering. Even, even onto the things that were held back in previous seasons in the name of Jesus. Elamaro Posefaha. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Father, we bless you and we give you praise and we thank you for the great opportunity to partner with you. And we thank you, Jesus, because you hold our hands. Every one of us on this call, hold our hand. Hold our hand so that we may enter into the promises you have reserved for us in this day. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I praise God because God will bring every one of you into a safe arrival onto the underside of the promise of this month in the name of Jesus, amen, amen. And so I want to encourage you, invite more people to join this call tomorrow. Send them the link, tell them, wake up and pray and fast with me. Let us push together. It may even be friends you've not spoken to in a while and God begins to tell you, don't do this journey on your own. Don't do this journey on your own. Put it on your social media. Put it on your WhatsApp status. Put it everywhere. Send it to your family group. But don't make this journey on your own. This is an instruction of God's spirit. Don't make it on your own. Carry as many as you can with you. And the Lord will bless you for the diligence of adhering to, the, to, to, to one of heaven's culture, which is moving in companies. God will bless you for doing that. And so I want to invite you also, as we do this, remember, I'm speaking to you about the different places and different nations we're going to partner with us, partner with me. You know, when I woke up this morning, I said to the Lord, I said, God, is there a way to do your work without having to ask people to do it with me? I said, God, if it's possible, then do it. If it's possible, give me the kind of resources that we, I said, I don't want to ask people. But you see, the Lord said to me, he said, how can you ask me for that? He said, that is a selfish thing. He said, you see, there are many people that can never go to the places you are going to. They will never have the opportunity to walk in the places you are walking in. He says, but I am sending you there. He says, so they 
giving towards it is an extension for them. It's an opportunity for them to also be part of it. And I said, God, it is uncomfortable. It is hard. I don't want to do that. And the Lord said, you're going to do it. He says, because it is the way of the kingdom and the culture of the kingdom. So I invite you to partner with me and partner with the Lord. Because in October, we go again to release the word of the Lord over South Africa. And God has been speaking powerfully about the things he wants to do. Powerfully about the way he wants to liberate people. And the way he wants to establish people. And the way he wants to commission women. So if you are here in South Africa and you've not even sent that link to every human being you know, please send it today. Send the link for the Mount of Deborah registration. We'll put it on all the, the groups. Send it to people. Pray along with us. Pray in fervency. Let's not be an ignorant generation. Apostle Paul and all these people did not look, go and read the letters, go and read the books of the New Testament. The things we are saying to you, they are not strange. The apostles consistently called for help. The apostles consistently called for people to follow them. The apostles went into nations and cities. It is not new. I don't need to be known. I have, I, I'm a private person. I have already, I don't need it. I don't even want it. When you have been going on a mission, it's hard. It's like you're carrying a burden. And until you deliver the baby, you don't have peace. It is hard. So if you ever follow me for a mission trip, you will know what I'm talking about. It's not easy. So people have an idea of missions. I think oh, going, it's not easy. You are going to face territorial demons and spirit. So we need you to pray with us. We need you to push. We need you to give. We need you to war with us so that together we will do this. It's an invitation. You take an invitation or you leave it. It's one of the two. But on the other side of the invitation is always the blessings of God. So I encourage you on prayer reign. We who rise up together and we war together and we pray together. Let us take victories together. Let us establish God in nations together. Let us walk through the doors together. And I know that as we do this, heaven will remember us together. Heaven will reward us together. Heaven will bless us together. Heaven will, will, will give us crowns together in the name of the Lord Jesus. So I thank God for your life. And I thank God for your partnership. And I thank God for your consistency. And I pray that the God of the open door will open for you graces and strength and capacities in this day in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Have a powerful and a fruitful day. Powerful and fruitful day. Have a powerful and fruitful day. I know that if you want to partner to volunteer in South Africa, or to pray with us, or to strengthen us financially, technically, or you want to say, you know, the venue, we're going to take care of it. Or P, I don't worry about sound. I will take care of it. Or P, I, accommodation, sorted out. P, I, don't worry, we are going to raise a prayer team here. Whatever it is, you don't have to be in that nation. You can be anywhere else. Or people are powerful like that. We're going to just send a link to the groups. If you want to do it, do it. And I know that God will bless you. And I will see you tomorrow because tomorrow I'm coming with Matthew 16. And tomorrow we're going to look at the door, how the spirit, the doors of the physical connect to the doors in the spirit and how to identify them and how to engage them. And I know that by the time we are done, who knows, it may be seven days, it may be 30 days of September. Let us start. But I know that by the time we are done, that God would have broken you open like a chick that breaks out of the shell to become a living hair, chicken or whatever. That's what God will do for you. He will break shells. He will break layers. 
he will break wall, walls and you will come out on the other side a powerful person in the name of our Lord Jesus. God bless you. I love you guys. I encourage you to keep praying and keep standing and I will see you tomorrow. Pray without season. Don't stop praying throughout the day. Keep your heart in the place of prayer. And when you want to break your fast, please, don't break your fast with TV. Don't break your fast with food. A fast is broken with prayer. Return to the cultures of Zion. A fast is broken with prayer. Break your fast with prayer, I encourage you. Break your fast with prayer. And then when you eat, if possible, don't, don't eat anyhow like before. Eat minimal. Eat differently. Beat your body into subjection. Let your body respect the dog that God is bringing. Praise God. All right, guys, I love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And I will see you again tomorrow. Bye, guys. Love you.